All right, it's our final Top 10 Rewind with Todd Miller and Ryan Ripley, professional scrum trainers of scrum.org. we got to hurry today. Todd's hungry. I am hungry. He's got to eat. And Don't so want to get hangry. We do have one more Top 10 to do, though, Todd, and this one's a doozy. It's one that, uh, actually, I love this question. I'm glad this one bubbled up. Um, you know, Top 10 Rewind, how can a scrum master and product owner collaborate? What a great question. And I think that question comes from a really good place, right? It's, hey, I'm a scrum master and I want to work with my product owner a lot more. Or, hey, I'm a product owner and I could really use the help of my scrum master. What, what, How can we choose to work together? So I think it comes from a good place. It's a fun question. And I'm sure you've got some thoughts. Yeah. Uh, data, uh, 4,500 views, 176 likes, 18 comments. This one comes from May 11th of 2021. How does a Scrum Master and Product Owner collaborate together? So that's nice. the last of the data pool. This is number 10 on our top 10. Yeah, and I'm thinking back when we first talked about this, and I'm sure we used the Scrum Guide answer uh, for part of it, where we were like, oh, yeah, they, you know, the Scrum Master serves the product owner, and the product owner, you know, calls on the Scrum Master for organizational stuff and relationship stuff. And and I, I don't know if, like, I mean, that's a good textbook answer, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we should be saying. But if we were to go deeper because it's a rewind, I don't know. I think I would try to focus on the effectiveness of the team, right? Like how can they best work together so that we get value out the door each sprint? Is that a good direction, Todd? I think so. I, um, I you know, I also think um, that the way that a person that may be, used to communicating with stakeholders, but now it needs to communicate them a bit differently is, is, is quite important. Um, because I, oftentimes, I mean, when I've been a scrum master for product owners, I've been in circumstances where those people had authority in organizations or were well thought of in organizations before and already collaborating with some of the stakeholders. And now, um, their collaboration has changed now. Right. Um, when you're using Scrum and, 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 and the idea is to incrementally deliver and to evaluate the market and not just take orders, uh, the way that you're collaborating needs to change. And so oftentimes, um, along with making sure that the Scrum team as a whole is effective, uh, making sure that the product owner is collaborating with those stakeholders a little bit differently. And that includes how they show road mapping that includes the conversations that they have, how they interact with them during a sprint review and how the product backlog reflects on that and can be made transparent Um, because that expectation setting with those stakeholders is oftentimes um, one of the things that falls short and causes anti-patterns in organizations um, from the product owner to stakeholders. Um, And that's just what's on on my mind uh, today when this topic is I'm thinking back through the, the, uh, the, the, catalog of times I've been a scrum master for product owners. And, and that, that seems to pop. I just think good questions too. Right. So scrum masters are like, well, how does that, what does that look like? And I think sometimes it's, Hey, have we talked to the stakeholders in a while? Mm -hmm. It's a good Mm -hmm. question. Hey, is the juice worth the squeeze? Favorite question, right? Mm -hmm. It's a good question. in, in sprint, I just think coming up with some regular questions that the two of you are in agreement on that should be asked kind of frequently, right. Kind of nudges. I think nudging is interesting. Um, kind of manipulative. I'm still working through the book, but it's uh, it's kind of an interesting way to just kind of provoke an answer, provoke an action. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what what helps here, Todd, I think the best relationships I've had with product owners is when I just sat down, and this is me as a scrum master, and I said, look, how can I best serve you? Mm-hmm. What do you need from me to be successful? And 
Now we did get some comments on this one and a few other videos where someone said, look, I tried that with my scrum master and they said, nothing, leave me alone. Um, or they tried that with their product owner and that's the answer they got. All right. That's a bigger problem. Um, you can't have friction there. Mm -hmm. And so that's a, that's a, that's a bigger conversation, but ideally how can they work together um, or collaborate? I would say a focus on what's needed to deliver an increment. And uh, if that's too generic, maybe focus on the product backlog. How do we make sure it's well mm -hmm. understood? It's, it's, you know, the stakeholders have seen it. The scrum team understands it. Uh, management understands the vision and the roadmap. And if we can get to that point, you're probably working pretty well together. Yeah. I mean, I think what we're coming to the conclusion of here is how, how can a scrum master and product owner collaborate? Um, it's, there's a lot of different ways to collaborate, but as a scrum master, you better be doing this, right? You really, yeah. this is a very, very, very important aspect of your job to be collaborating with the product owner whether that be teaching and working with them on product backlog management techniques, how to interact with the team, how to interact with stakeholders, facilitating stakeholder meetings, facilitating the sprint review. This is a absolute must when it comes to um, your role as a product owner is to collaborate with the, with the, with the, or your role as a scrum master to collaborate with the product owner. Todd, what do you think of this guiding principle? So if I'm a scrum master and I'm working with a product owner, we should always be working towards artifact transparency. Yeah. Yeah. And so whether that's facilitating events or uh, working on the artifacts themselves or doing refinement or working with stakeholders or working with developers, we should always be working towards artifact transparency. Yeah. And that, could, that can and should include um, validating what we've done in the past. Not perfect. forgetting, not, not forgetting that. Right? I like it. Tell us what you think in the comments. Does uh, working towards artifact transparency make sense? Maybe that's a future video too. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any videos. We've just finished the top 10, so we're back to your questions. And there's quite a few queued up, so we'll make sure we hit those along with some topics on our mind as well. So don't miss that. Like and subscribe. Check out socials. A lot of stuff going on on the socials. Every once in a while, we get pulled into a discussion. And you might see that on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Check out the videos that are popping up. It's our two free courses. We think those courses are awesome. We hope you do too. There's some merch out there. If you want a hoodie, a sweatshirt, uh, a glass. Todd, I think there's even like leggings to work out in. It's wild. <laughs> I don't know. Weird. <laughs> I, think we need, I think we need socks with our faces on them. I think that would be good too. But uh, plenty of stuff out there too. So check that out. Leave us your comments. We hope you're getting a lot out of this. Let us know. And uh, we'll see you next time.